1: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. I'm Alberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, what I always tell you guys is you control the show. If you come to me and tell me, hey, this is a subject that needs covering, and I go ahead and read what you send, and I see that great article, that is what I'm going to do. Today, one of our members, uh, Thomas Sornick, sent me an email, and he said, Hi, Egberto. One of my favorite progressive magazines is Mother Jones. Found the following article, Tyranny of the Minority by Ari Berman, uh, from the March-April 2021 edition, especially interesting. You may wish to display and discuss the attached graph from the article in Politics Done Right. Thanks for your very insightful program. Tom C. Tom, first of all, I want to thank you so kindly for sending that. You changed what the program was going to be about today. We actually had... An interview with uh, with a very good young man, but I thought that given that Dev got her start today and democracy is in trouble, I thought I better cover that subject. So, uh, you you know, I I want to thank you first of all for bringing that article out to our attention. I love that magazine myself. I think it is a it's a, it's an exceptional. Magazine that you know everybody should read, everybody should subscribe to, everybody should donate to because they do a damn good job in exposing a lot of what isn't exposed on the outside. So, thank you so kindly uh, for bringing that up. But it's so true. Eric uh, Hayes says, It's always in trouble, yes, it is. But I want you, Eric Hayes, more than anybody else, my conservative brother, to listen to this show in detail to listen to this article that we're going to discuss uh, after the first two subjects, I need you to listen and take this to your conservative compatriots. If you believe in democracy, then you will want to hear this and you want to say, no, this isn't what we want to stand for. Michael Rodnan says, slow news day, quick share, stepping away from a few minutes, but we'll be back soon. AVQ. Bridge MCP, yes, I'm going to definitely play the Interior Secretary interview that I did. Wanted to send this to you. Coffee Party had it. Read later. The Confederacy was a con job on whites and still is. Welcome aboard, Paul Fleming. Hey, let's go to it. I gave my brother, my brother, my brother, Bruce Pollard. Welcome aboard. Anyhow, I need to go ahead and get busy. I'm kind of tired today. I decided to spin at about 11.30 this morning and I didn't eat any breakfast and I just went ahead and spin hard, hard, hard. So I think I reached that point. Uh, Bruce, you know about that. We used to ride the bike together uh, when you bonk. So I think I bonked. Jessica Taylor, welcome aboard. What's the name of the magazine? The name of the magazine is called uh, Mother Jones. It's a great Magazine, check it out, Mother Jones. uh, They have it online. And like I tell people, I try to tell all our people, subscribe to Politics Done Right. Subscribe to Mother Jones. Subscribe to ATTY. Make sure that we can be around to tell the truth because it's not in the best interest of the corporatocracy to uh, to, to, to have the full truth told. MSNBC, ABC, NBC, they have good people working for them, but they have limitations. They can't say certain things. Because of who, who, who funds them, who advertises with them. Those of us that are independent, we can say anything. We can tell the truth. And we can also lie, because there are a lot of us doing this that lie. What I tell people fact check all of us, fact check me. Fact check. Jessica Taylor said, I came here from seeing you interview with Benjamin Dixon. Thank you so kindly. I love Benjamin. Benjamin is such a smart young man and always on point. And thank you so kindly for being here as well, Jessica. And please remember to, to share both myself and share Benjamin. That is what it's all about. All right, let me go ahead and uh, start t- with the show. The title of the show today is, uh, where is it at? Come on, title of the show, come on in. The title of the show is March to GOP Minority Rule. Interior Secretary Deb Holland and Medicare for All. I'm going to start with Medicare for All because it's really short. And then I'm going to go to Deb Holland. So bear with me a second. Uh, if for those of you who saw uh, Deb Holland and said, oh, I came to Politics Unright because I wanted to see that Deb Holland interview. She's a great, great, great progressive. Stick with me. We're gonna cover that as well. I love that woman. I love Deb Holland before anybody even talked about her, other than just being a native in a native, one of the few native women, other than the woman from Kansas in this in the in the house. Anyway, here's the deal. Medicare for all would have prevented hundreds of thousands of COVID debts, new report points out. Those of us, those of us here, we knew it, right? All you politics done right. Watchers knew it. Check this out. A new report released Tuesday morning by consumer advocacy group Public Citizen makes the case that the United States' fragmented for-profit healthcare system hampered the nation's coronavirus response at every turn, resulting in millions of COVID-19 infections and hundreds of thousands of deaths that likely would have been prevented under a Medicare for All system. Title, Prepared for COVID-19, How the Pandemic Makes a Case for Medicare for All. I am not going. Let me read a little bit piece more, then I want to go into my narrative. Uh, bails off a recent analysis showing that about 40 percent of U.S. COVID-19 infections and 33 percent of virus deaths are associated with uninsurance, which was high before the pandemic and soared last year as mass layoffs threw millions of their employer-provided coverage. I bet a lot of Americans are going to want. What are they going to want? A lot of Americans are going to want health care now, Medicare for all. That's the only way you get it. The private healthcare systems are going to be in panic and they're going to try all kinds of ways to say, no, we can do it, we can do it, we can do it, but they can't. Even the Medicare Medicare Advantage, which is private Medicare, costs 20% more than just plain old Medicare and they put all kind of frills around it to make you believe that it's all good as they deny you services you don't know you need because the doctors are told what they can and cannot do. I want to tell you guys to understand this: privacy in, or rather, uh, the private sector being in medic in in healthcare is a fraud. The private system in healthcare is a killer, because their number one goal. As you know, I'm I'm writing this in my third in my fourth book, which it was supposed to be my third book, but it's my fourth book because I had to put one in between. Um, How to make America utopia. I was writing a chapter a couple days ago where I pointed out that, look, Alan Greenspan said, the primary cost, the primary responsibility of executives is not to the people. It's not to those who they serve. It's to the shareholders. And therefore, whatever is necessary to make a profit within the system that was designed for you, That's your responsibility. You have no social responsibility. You don't need to do good. You don't have to do good by the environment. You don't have to do good by anything. It's a very long article of which I cut a few pieces out and placed in my next book. But when you understand what private companies, what the responsibility of private companies, I mean, it works if you make teacups. It works if you make telephones. It works in all those things. Those are great things. But for healthcare, you become a commodity. And we have to maximize you to make profits for them. And that is what this article proves as well. I have the article linked in the blog post, so please go read it, but here's the deal. The reality is that our our for-profit healthcare system put the U.S. at a dangerous disadvantage and hindered rapid response. Public Citizen New Report reads, it has also meant millions of Americans have contracted COVID-19 unnecessarily and hundreds of thousands of deaths could have been prevented. Under Medicare for All, everyone would have consistent coverage regardless of their employment status or employer. So I want you to also remember this, people. This is important. By not having a centralized database, things like inject- uh, in- inoculations, vaccinations. Check this out. This, this baffled my mind here in Houston. You know, there, you can get vaccinations from, uh, from Kroger. You can get it from uh, CVS. You can get it from HEB. These are different places here that you can get it from. But here's the deal. You have to put yourself on each one of these databases, right? So therefore, because we don't have a centralized database for healthcare, as in Medicare for All, you, throw, you have to go fight on websites for all of... You have so much, it, it, so much inefficiency in trying to get healthy. Mean, if inefficiency means delay. In the case of COVID-19, delays mean death. Please, people. Don't let all the media fool you about socialism. It's going to kill your grandma. And all these things. Don't buy into that. They're killing us. They're killing us from our ignorance. They're killing us from our willful ignorance. Because if you're a Republican, you want to believe that what the Democrats are talking about, not all Democrats, what progressive Democrats are talking about when they say Medicare for all that, they just want to to hurt you. No. We want to save everybody. Medicare for All. Please read the article. I don't want to go through it because I'm already at minute 14. Before I I, I go into, i I tell you what. Let's go ahead and do Deb, the interview that I did with Deb Holland, Because after I saw that President uh, Biden elevated her to Interior Secretary, and also that the Senate gave her a very hard time for confirmation. There was no reason. Not to give Deb Holland that. She's a woman. She's a Native American, the originals of America. And they wanted to give her a hard time. Why? You want to know why? And by the way, don't think it's only Republicans. Because if all Democrats were on board, nobody would have given a hell what Republicans said. They would have just passed it right away. But listen to this interview that I did with Deb Holland. And you'll understand why all Republicans and a couple of Democrats had some issues with her. Check that out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Uh, I'm here with Congresswoman Deb Holland of New Mexico One. Welcome aboard Politics Don't Run. It is Thank my you. pleasure. Politics and Right. it's my pleasure to have you here this Thank morning. Thank
2: you. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Congresswoman, please, uh, first of all, you know the first question that I'm going to ask you because it is it's been our passion for a long time. What is your position on Medicare for all?
2: I am well uh, maybe this will answer your question. I I'm in the Medicare for all caucus. So,
1: I okay, it's in, it's not enough that you're in the Medicare for all caucus because a, a lot of Congress people what they would say is, "Yes, I'm in, a con- in in a caucus and I've signed this. I want to know are you a real supporter of Medicare for all?"
2: Absolutely. Because everybody deserves to have health care in this country. Right. Everyone deserves to have health care. And so uh anywhere that that is the model for Medicare for all uh has taken place in other countries, uh the healthcare costs have been less and more people have been able to be covered. So um, so yes, I, I, am, I am for it, I am for it, I will actively work toward it, I, I wanna make sure that every single person in this country has health care. When you are covered uh, and your kids are covered, your life becomes better because you don't have to worry about uh, people turning you away when you need to go see a doctor. So uh, I, I just feel that's the way to go. It'll save us money and, and we need to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's for, for a long while, I just could not understand why this was so complicated. I mean, I followed, I followed this throughout Canada, the UK, uh, France and all these other places, and they're all healthier than we are.
2: Exactly. So, you know, I did my year abroad in Swansea, Wales. Right. And I was a junior in college. And I, even if you're not a citizen of that country, if you're sick, you just go to the doctor. Right. They don't ask you for a passport or where are you from and we're not going to serve you because you're, you know, you're not as, they will see anybody. You just go in there and they, the doctor sees you.
1: Now, the 2020 election is upon us. And one of the things that many people have been saying, including myself, is I don't think we as a party, Democrats as a party, are necessarily fighting hard enough for a lot of progressive uh, progressive policies. I noticed that uh, we it seems like in the group of candidates that we have, mm-hmm. we probably have two factions, a faction of five that are going real progressives, progressive and some that are saying, well, we need to tack to the center. Do you think, uh, there? first of all, do you think there's really some center or do you think it's likely a mythical thing
2: it's well first of all i think it's time to be bold right in our country because look what's happening with look what's happening with the president we have
1: right i wasn't going to talk about the president
2: no but it's 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 we have to be bold we right. have to counteract everything that he's been doing since he's been in office um, I think that uh, I'm just going to tell you one thing real quick. When I ran for office, right. I was I was rated the most progressive candidate in my in the field in of primary yeah. primary candidates. I had five opponents. When I ran, so I won. When I ran uh, in the general election. I won by 23 points in a plus seven district. In wow! A, it was only a plus seven Democratic district. Imagine that. So that means that Independents and Republicans voted for me. Right. On a progressive message. Right. On climate change, on renewable energy, economy, on health care, on public education, on all of those things. So, I believe strongly that a progressive message works for everybody. We we're not we don't have to just campaign to progressive voters, our message works across the spectrum. If if people in rural, you know, Louisiana, Wherever, right. Mississippi, feel like their issues are going to be championed by somebody, um, why wouldn't they vote for that person?
1: Congresswoman, you're my hero. I think uh, there, there, there's something that you said that the polls actually corroborate. The polls say when not given a progressive slant or a right slant, the polls say that 60% plus of people support the progressive policies uh, from schools to uh, health care, all these different policies, 60%. It concerns me that not only the Republican Party to some extent, but the Democratic Party continuously searches for this mythical center. What we need in my opinion are bold bold candidates. Yes. And you're proven to be one. Bold candidates that are gonna go out there and really represent what the people are asking for and not what some in what I call the elite are stressing. Simply what I think is corporate based.
2: Yes. I think bold is the way to go.
1: That's true. Now let's change the subject a little bit. Let's okay. get a little bit ethnic
2: here.
1: Okay. Okay. You, well, I, 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 I think I can get a little bit ethnic. You can. Right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you are one of the first Native Americans in Congress. Native Congre-
2: American women.
1: Women in Congress. Is that correct?
2: Yes.
1: Now, tell me what does that mean to you?
2: It means that I have a responsibility to make sure that I am giving voice to folks who haven't had a voice in this Congress.
1: Right. And, you know, don't you find it ironic that we are at 2019 Mm -hmm. and the origin, and I excuse the way I'm going to say this, but the originals of this country, representation in Congress is that limited.
2: Yes, it is. It's terrible. That's why I ran.
1: And that's why you won. Yeah, uh-huh. that's
2: why I ran. Well, I won because I feel like I oh, worked no, I'm extremely hard. I'm not
1: talking one r- r- on oh. ethnicity. I'm talking about winning on originality.
2: Well, I'd like to think so, sure.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but co- Congresswoman, uh, one, one last thing on, okay. on the Green New Deal. Yes. Your position?
2: I'm a co-sponsor, original co-sponsor.
1: Okay. And, we're, uh,
2: we're working on it. You know, it's... And I think it's I think it's kind of funny how a lot of Republicans are you know saying what it they're saying what they think it is and it's not that we uh, those of us who who accept we don't ex- I mean in a way we understand and we believe that uh, climate change is absolutely ruining our planet when. Right. You know, when you when Anchorage, Alaska is 90 degrees. Can you
1: believe that? Yes. That
2: is uh, that's scary as hell. Pardon my language. That's, that's that's a scary thing that we have to do something about this. It's an urgent matter. We can't wait. No matter how expensive it is, we need to change our world. We need to change this country. We're the biggest polluters. 25% of carbon 25% of the carbon that goes into the atmosphere from our country comes from our public lands. Did you know that?
1: No, I did not. That's I knew terrible. I knew we did a lot, but that's, that's terrible. That class. means we have that's, control.
2: That yes, we we are t- we we are giving too many leases to fossil fuel industries and not enough to renewable energy industries. We need to change what's happening in our country and um, so
1: yes we're
2: working toward
1: i love that please give a direct message to our audience on voting and a direct message to our audience on progressive values
2: so look everybody we need to be bold this 2020 election and you have a job that is to make sure that our progressive message goes out to everybody we don't need just progressives to vote for our progressive candidates we need everybody our messaging works because we care about working families, because we care about children, because we care about our climate, because we care about what is happening to children on our southern border. So let's get with it.
1: Congresswoman Deb Haaland, it's a pleasure having you. The
2: pleasure is mine. And you
1: are a progressive hero. <laughs> Thank, Have you. A great day. Thank you. I really enjoyed having her on that interview. Um, she was great. Now, here's the deal I want to play you something because. The next subject we're getting into is really the subject at hand. GOP setting up for minority rule, and I'm talking about this is some real heavy stuff. Look, I spoke about it with the judiciary a few uh, months ago. and I want to before I, I want to play you what I said several years or uh, several months ago on KPFT. Uh, by the way, today is the day that we have two things going. Right now, I'm live on KPFT. Uh, with a, a, a show at the same time that we're doing this, so we're kind of bifurcated today. The only thing that's similar between the two shows is that I prepared Deb Holland for the show at KPFT, so they are listening to both Deb Holland, um, uh, Professor Doshier as well as uh, Professor Doshier as well as uh, Sofia uh, Cel- uh, Salsi puede? No, Sal- si puede Sofia Sevil C- Cep- Puda. So. If you want to listen to those, you can actually go to KPFT. If you're here in the Houston area, you can go to uh, 90.1 FM KPFT, KPFT 90.1 FM, and listen to that. If you want to uh, check it out online, you can just go to kpft.org for the second Politics Unright program. They're they're being played at the same time. Every, Every Tuesday, I have two programs at the same time. It's just letting you guys know that on Tuesday, you actually get a choice. All right, let's go ahead, and I want to play that piece for you. Then I'm going to do my little bag and then come back. So let's go to that piece. I think I have it. Aquí está. Lo tengo aquí. Para ver, está ahí. Voy a traer.
0: Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller,
1: I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber.
0: Poodle pamperer,
1: <laughs>
0: piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal. A safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll
1: take two tomatoes and a
0: poodle pamperer,
1: <laughs>
0: piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch free payments for your business is easy. Touch free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.
1: Esto aquí. All right, I'm going to play this piece that I did a few a goal and then we'll take it on the other side that piece that i played on the constitution when we talk about the merits of the constitution what i wanted to do with that argument about the constitution and what trump via mcconnell is doing with the Supreme Court, with the district courts, with the circuit courts is to explain something important to you. It's not enough for us to go out there and just say we want to win the presidency or we want to win this Congress seat or anything. We have to change the mold of the country, the psyche of the country because there's so much that they know that most people don't. Like when McConnell is playing with the Supreme Court and playing with the district court and playing with the circuit court, a lot of people sit back and They don't think it has much impact on them. We are trying to establish a more perfect union. We are trying to establish a system that works for everybody, which means we no longer allow a plutocracy to take it all. But you know what? The American population is wising up, but they're already preparing for a wise population, and they're using the Constitution to prepare for that wise population. How so? Everybody who studied their government classes understand there's a judiciary a legislative and a uh, executive the legislative makes the laws the uh, executive executes the laws and the judiciary interprets the laws constitutionality well if we are going to win all these new elections and we are going to win the presidency the only help the plutocracy could Possibly have is the only undemocratic portion of the American system that was designed constitutionally, and that is the judiciary. The judiciary can take any piece of law that the legislative branch passes and the executive branch affirms and say, a corporation who now owns all these judges can now say, well, that law is unconstitutional and it then cannot be implemented. We already have gerrymandering that has made the country a country that's not ruled by most. California has probably 40 million people or more, however million they have. And someone of the Dakotas have a few hundred thousand. And both of them get two senators. Wow, that's a lot of power for a little bit of people. And now the Supreme Court is preeminent. The Supreme Court is, is... Undeniably, the most powerful branch of the government, and a lot of people don't tell you that. They always talk about oh, we have this, this, every, the checks and balances. There ain't no check against the Supreme Court unless we're going to then implement the difficult thing of call, that's called impeachment. But constitutionally, you can only impeach judges with either three fifths or three fourths, three, I don't remember the number, which means you have to have a hell of a supermajority in Congress to do what you have to do. So folks, the way they intend to destroy the growing intelligent middle class is to do the constitutionally undemocratic thing. And that is to use the courts. So that is, I I hope you understand how in deep caca we are in. And to put it bluntly, this may be our last chance. When I say our last chance, I mean with this 50-50 Senate that we have, this may be our last chance. If we don't bust the filibuster and get some controls in like now, we may never again see majority rule or we won't see majority rule for a very, very long time. And I think we need to start taking these issues more seriously, but the problem is there are not enough people talking about how severe this condition of minority rule is. And you know what's interesting about it? This minority rule really means solely white rural Rule. I want everybody to understand that. It's, it's so important that we, that we start to understand these types of issues. Because, brothers and sisters, we are heading... Look, uh, the, the majorities are not going to stand for minority rule forever. They won't stand for minority rule forever. And that doesn't speak well for the country. So it's something that we better be cognizant of. Anyhow, folks, if you are on YouTube, please consider clicking that Join button and becoming a part of the PDR Posse. The PDR Posse, if you don't see that, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Twitch, or rather, if you're on Twitch, if you're on YouTube and don't see that, uh, the link that I'm going to send you, you can actually uh, get to our PDR Posse there as well. Or if you are on Facebook Live, you can also go ahead and click on that link that I've just added to the feed to become a part of our YouTube Posse, uh, our great Bridge MCP designed a cup that you can also consider getting. And I, I'm going to put the link for that cup in there. And at the same time that I'm explaining that, I'm going to put some pictures of our YouTube Posse folk. Right there's a YouTube cup that Bridge MCP designed with her little name underneath. And these are the folks that I've supported and bought the cups. There we go, Bridge MCP. Uh, I think we also have Linda E. And then we're going to have Norman Reynolds. Uh, So we have uh, quite a few people that were willing to send some pictures. Look, we have several dozen more. It would be nice if you send us some pictures. You know, a lot of people don't like to do it, but I I understand. Anyhow, folks, you can also support us by uh, joining our patron, politicsunright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Slash PayPal is another way for you to support us. And if you want to get our book, you see that book that's now on the screen? That book on the screen. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. Here is the Amazon link to get that book. Uh, The Amazon link to get that book. But if you want to cut out the middleman and get the book directly from me, you can just go to our store where you can also get our T-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, all that good stuff to support politics done right. And don't forget as well, if you're on YouTube, you can just look at our our commerce rack there and get a whole lot of those things as well. So folks, please consider doing that. Please consider being a part of our Posse. Okay, let's get busy with the rest of the program. Let's go to that article. Uh, Tom C. Uh, I think it's Thomas Sornick. Thank you so kindly for... You're responsible for the second half of the show. Like I said, my my audience are the owners of this show, uh, it doesn't matter what I have in store. If somebody come up with something that I think you know has more reach, in other words, would be more informative, that's what I'm going to do. And what you sent me, Tom C was marvelous. Title of this article was The Insurrection Was Put Down, the Geopli Plan. For minority rule, marches on. And by the way, the link to all these things are in my um in the blog post for this show. And if you know, this is a blog post for the show that you see there. Uh, so just check it out at politicsandright.com. The latest blog post there is this show. Okay. It says in 2018, Democrats stepped, swept every statewide race in Wisconsin, ending nearly a decade of Republican rule. The voters spoke. Democrat. Tony Evers said after defeating incumbent Governor Scott, a change is coming, Wisconsin, a change is coming. Not so fast. A month later, the GOP-controlled legislature convened an unprecedented lame-duck session because they have a supermajority. I don't think the article said that, but I think that's the case. To strip the incoming governor of key administrative appointment powers and shorten the early voting period. Oh, no, actually, they did it in a lame-duck session. So the old governor got to sign it, right? It's amazing. Though this, their opponents had one more votes, Republicans believed only they were entitled to exert power, exercise power. If you took Madison and Milwaukee out of the election formula, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said, of the state's two largest and most Democratic cities, home to 850,000 people, we would have a clear majority, of course. I love that. If, 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 if you take out the people that didn't vote for me, we would have won. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, I mean think, you know, when, when somebody can go out and say that and not feel embarrassed to say that, it shows you that at that point, the case is lost. You have no pride. You have no, you're, you're, you're not saying anything that says other than thievery. I justify thievery. I justify winning at all costs. In fact, they still did. Even though Democrats won 54% of the votes, hey, that's 8% more than, in other words, they won 54, the other people won 46 difference of 8%, right? 8% more votes. Even though Democrats won 54% more of the votes, the assembly, Republican controlled the last redistricting process in 2011 allow the Democrats to keep, or rather the Republicans to keep two-thirds of the seats, 67%. So here you have you have 54% that you're winning by, but, you're, but you are lack of governing by 67%. That is not democracy. And all these people that always to like to talk call, call you a communist or a socialist and all the, uh, these other things that imply you don't believe in democracy. There is one party in this country that really does not believe in democracy. If you want to say, Donald Trump raised hell about winning. You know, Wisconsin was close. Arizona was close. Georgia was close. To some extent, Pennsylvania was close. Stop. Stop. If, however, in popular vote you lost by 7 million or more votes. Why in the hell would you fight about whether you really won Wisconsin or not by three or four votes? Or Arizona? Or Georgia? It boggles the mind that you're saying, I won! When most people say, we don't want you. You didn't. Why not just go home? Why not just go home? I mean, and what we have to do, people, is a lot of folks don't know this, right? I just read the first two paragraphs, but there's a lot out of those first two paragraphs. A lot of Republicans think they win. They believe it. They they honestly, a lot of right-wingers, a lot of conservatives, they genuinely believe in democracy. But you don't hear when you listen to Fox News that most people don't want Republican policies. You don't want. watch when you watch Fox News that most people want the policies that Democrats support. In fact, most people vote that way. But because of the way we were set up constitutionally, which was to keep a few rich white men in power, we are living still through that scourge. And the the small states that continue to keep the imbalance of who really should be in government have really polluted the minds of many using racism as a tool. Why do I love everybody? Why do I love even the people that call me the N-word? Why do I love the people even that call me the nastiest of names? Because if I don't, if I don't, those people who have designed a system to hurt most of us would have won. And if there's one thing you can get out of politics done right, is how to do politics done. It's how to do politics right. And that is not to fall into the trap. It's so easy to hate the other person. It's so easy to tell that other person you simply messed up in the head. It's so easy to do that. But I have been messed up in the head myself you have likely as well. I always use this story and everybody always say, Egbert, why you always go back to the story again? There's no difference in me having been a homophobe to that racist who called me the N-word. A lot of black people are going to say, oh, they didn't go through the same things. You know, we got through the whip and there's systemic racism and all of that. All of that is true. I'm not taking that away. But in the policies, as far as human interaction, I'm not talking about Systemic policies here. That's another subject. I'm talking about human interrelations. Human interactions. That's what I'm talking about now. If you don't understand. That prejudices. and, And by the way. The systemic nature of racism. Is what is able to put into people's mind. That somehow they are damaged by it. They are damaged by it. But they don't know it's actually in the reverse. A book came out, and I, I, I should find it on, uh, what's her name, uh, she wrote a great book, I haven't read the book, but I read the reviews of the book, and I blogged about this book a few uh, a few weeks ago, and what I'm going to try to do is, as I speak, I'm going to try to find it, she wrote about the article where uh, there was this community who built a pool, and it, the pool was for everybody in the community, quote-unquote. But it was off limits for people of color. Not only black people, people of color. And the community loved the pool. I don't remember. I think it was in Missouri. The community loved the pool. Okay. Laws are changed. Now, people of color can swim in the pool now. So they go and the first one goes into the pool. They can't be stopped, right? The law says they can't be stopped. So what did the community do? They drained the pool and filled it in. Who did that hurt the most? It didn't hurt the black people the most. The black people weren't used to having the pool in the first place. But a lot of white people who didn't have pools in their backyards, they no longer had the use of this resource that they all paid for. Why? Silly racism. Um, so, it, it is a tool that is used by these guys. Republicans are using this tool, those insurrectionists that went on, uh, on the 6th. It was easy to go ahead and say, I hate those guys. They were wearing swastikas. They were wor- wearing, they didn't kill enough Jews. Heather McGee, thank you very much. Heather McGee, uh, that is the, the book. It's called uh, the Sum of its, The Sum of Us. Yes some of us, actually, yes. Thank you, Norman Reynolds. I have the best audience, bar none. I can, I can miss a beat, and somebody is correcting me. Norman Reynolds correcting me. Michael Rodman, Linda E., Bridge MCP. Love you guys, man. Thank you for reminding me about the name of the book, Norman. So the idea is what I am trying to put out there right now. Let's not fall into the trap. They know it's easy when somebody slap me. By the way, I'm not gonna lie about it, slap me now. Okay, if you slap me, I'm gonna slap you right back. Because that's different. But when it comes to just hating you for your actions and that sort of stuff, no, I'm not going to. I am not going to. So I know you know you have these guys on that come on my show and they call me all kinds of names. They call me the N-word, they call me the communist, the this and that, because of what they've heard all over the place. And what they want to do is they want to get something out of me, right? They want a reaction. They want to finally bring Egberto down. Egberto is going to go berserk. Egberto is fine. The true Egberto is going to come out. I'm sorry. This is the true Egberto. It's intentional. If somebody had called me the N-word when I was at the University of Texas, they would have had something with me. If somebody have said something 20 years ago, they would have had something. But as I matured and grew, I understood that they are using us all for this plan minority rule. Okay? And the minority rule is gonna sound like oh minority rule, minority by white people. No, no, minority by the plutocracy. Do you think Oprah Winfrey is going to be hurt with Republican control of minority control? Oprah is going to do great. If, I mean, if there is so much that we have to understand about power, there is so much that we have to understand about what is running the system. Let me tell you something. If we took all the money from the billionaires, if we took Oprah's billions. Let, let's look at all the let's look at all the liberal progressive billionaires who we love to think they want what's best for all of us. And I, I look, I like Oprah, I like Bill Gates, I like uh Buffett, I like them all. They are the they are the palatable billionaires. They're the ones that are not trying to screw us. They're not trying to have a you know, give back the part of the pie that isn't justifiably theirs. They're not trying to do that. And by the way, I do believe that. Most of Bill Gates' money, in my humble opinion, does not belong to Bill Gates. Most of Bezos' money does not belong to Bezos. Most of Oprah's money does not belong to Oprah. It's hard to tell it's hard for to say that, right? Because we think in America it's your idea and you built it up and it's yours. Well, Oprah would be nowhere for the person who invented the camera that allowed her to pipe her in all over the place. Oprah would be nowhere for the person who invented the word processor that doesn't get a piece of the action. Oprah would be nowhere if the person who designed the model of that 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 allowed that sort of transmission of her tools to be there. Bill Gates would have been nowhere if he hadn't found that Seattle company who had that little thing called uh, CPM to go and uh, not CPM uh, 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 I don't remember, RDOS or whatever, to build MS DOS and then sign a lease with. Um, uh, with, with IBM and then forever and forever Start building on that with other people's Intellect, okay uh, Jeff Bezos would have been nowhere If somebody hadn't invented the technology Of optimization of control Of belts We are all dependent on Each other All of us We all depend on the intellect The service Of everybody else So when you have those who use the capitalist system to accumulate, that accumulation is nothing that they are doing. I want you to realize that. That accumulation of of income is not just, it's not their income. It's what they decided not to pay you. It's what they decided that, well, I can skim all of this. Jeff Bezos, get a piece. My book, uh, uh, it's worth it. It's sold through Amazon. Amazon uh, prints the book. Amazon puts the book out. I don't have a choice. I don't have a printing press or any of that, and I can't afford that. But my book that sells for $12.99, I probably get a couple, two or three dollars off of it. He makes it all. That's the way the system works. My book that's electronic... And you can look it up. I'm not telling you nothing you can find out on your own. Just go to Amazon DTP and you'll see uh, how, how much you get paid for each book you write based on the amount of pages. I am a fully open book. So the way our system is designed is for most of us not to do well. It's for most of us to survive and at the end of our life they take it all back. People say, oh, Egberto, what are you talking about? the end of your life, we can actually set up a system that doesn't do that. Yeah, for, if, if you decide to become a patron of mine, folks, you have every single level. Give the best level you can. I'm going to throw the link in there again since you guys are talking about it. Anybody wants to become a patron, there's my patron link. Um, but yeah, so I'd love more patrons. I need a lot more patrons, actually. But yeah, people. So I think it is so important, right? I think it is so important. Politicsonright.com slash patron. I think it is so important for us to understand this minority rule thing because... The way it's it, even the way this article spins it in a lot of ways, it's it's always like it's a white and black thing or a white and people of color thing, and I think that's the wrong way to spin minority rule from the GOP, because what it does, it does two things. Let me tell you what it does. Number one. Um, in America, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: Breaking up is hard to do. But when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Break free from the big three. Get unlimited
1: with 5G included for $30 a month when you get four lines on Xfinity Mobile. Prices may vary and are subject to change. Reduce speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. Black people, Chinese, Latinos, and all of that, they have been treated horrendously by some white people, specifically the plutocracy, the ones that don't have power that have treated you wrongly, is again, again, uh, people always talk about race and power, all that good stuff. So I'm not going to go into that subject right now. But what guys like Tucker Carlson and these other people are trying to tell white people is that you have to band together to beat the upcoming attack, assault from the minorities who they expect would be a majority in this country in 20, 30 years. First of all, let me tell you, first of all, that's a big lie. Um, I don't even know why progressives keep putting that out there, because uh, rules that not by people not considered white in America is much further off. Let me explain why. I am black. I am Latino. But guess what? You have a lot of Latinos coming in from Argentina, Ecuador... Uh, Brazil, all these other places. And a lot of these Latinos that are coming in are white. But when they fill out their census forms, they are classified under Latino. Right? So the biggest the biggest mass in this country that is expanding is Latinos. And people say, oh, Latinos is expanding by this great rate. And everybody, oh my God, oh my God, the place is getting brown, 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 brown. I mean, it's stupid to even think about colorization, color, uh, color being an issue, right? It's kind of silly. Really silly. But let's, let's stay with the colorization for silliness sake. A large percentage of Latinos are white. And a lot of Latinos who, when they come here originally from my part of the world, they consider themselves uh, originally Latinos until the second generation. So I want, you know, so I want you all to be, be cognizant of that. But let's, let's go back into the subject at hand, which is minority rule. So as it turns out, with gerrymandering, with all these issues, with, I want to show you a graph that uh, actually Tom C. said. I w- what Tom C. wanted to, to, for me to do wasn't the entire article. I just wanted to touch on pieces of the entire article. Is this this graphic right here. 38 million people from 15 small states... Or less than... And and again, that is 30 senators. California gets two senators for 40 million people. Check that out. And in 2040, 30% of Americans are going to send 70% of the senators. That can't stand... That does not that's not democracy. And I don't think the people in America are gonna stand for that. The only way that survives is if those small states, those thir- those small states that are 70% continues to vote in favor of the things that the other people want. But it's unlikely because remember what they're supposed to represent, the plutocracy. That is what they're supposed to represent. So I think it is important. Read the article. I have it linked in the in the blog post again. As usual, I I, I, I kind of like to get under the meat of issues because underlying all these issues, notice what this article have on this graph: white power. And that is what I would not have liked that graph to have, because that isn't white power. That is. Power of the plutocracy using white people that won't be empowered to do a damn thing. Those white people have more in common with all of us, all of us, all of us, than they do with the people who are telling them that is how things need to be. And it is our job then, those of you that are listening to me, to please. As we are talking about these issues, again, my only complaint about this article is don't put white power in there because that's not what it is. When you say white power, people like to be empowered. And they like to be self-empowered first and then they'll grant power to others. But that's not how it works. That is not how it works. So if I were writing this article, I would not have put that titled because it defeats the purpose of the undemocratic nature of what the article is all about. The, the, white, uh, the white racism that is used to attain these goals are not about empowering those that are that they're using racism as a tool to do it. It is just using them. That's why all those people that, that formed the insurrection that could have been successful temporarily, That insurrection could have been temporarily successful because if they had killed Mike Pence, if they had killed Nancy Pelosi, if they had killed those two, Donald Trump would have martialized the country and for a while there would have been tumult as he was able to get a few things changed. And yes, in the long run, I think we would have cleaned everything back up. But it would have been taken. It would have taken a while, and in the process, he would have probably burnt down all the evidence against what's going to catch him now. It's not about white power, guys. It's not about white power. White people are not my enemies. White people are not the people that I can say, "Oh, I don't." You know, white people do this. White people do that. Look, people do bad things. And what maturity is supposed to teach us is where the genesis of many of these things are. And when we understand these things, not on the level that you see on TV, not on the level that you have where you're sitting down there saying, Oh my God. Uh Uh-uh. All right, I don't have a lot of time, so let me... Call out my peeps Bridge MCP Welcome aboard Thank you so kindly Tom C Thank you for bringing The article I didn't complete You know I kind of Went on a tangent on it But uh, How do we change that Bridge um, Look uh, We change that One person at a time So you know People ask me I did an interview With um, an activist Out here And he said Do you still buy into What you're talking about About reaching to the other side And I say yes If I don't buy into that We would have all failed And we will fail because we can't do it alone. How do we change it? We have to keep talking to people one at a time. I talk about geometric progression. Geometric progression means the following. If I can talk to five people and teach those five people how to talk to five others. At the first level, Egberto, one person, speak to five people. I got five people. Those five people each speak to five people. They have reached 25 people. So that's 25 plus five. That's 30 plus one thirty. Then each of those 25 people have been taught to speak to five people. Everybody's responsible for teaching people to do five people. That 25 people then turn to 25 to the fifth. I mean, it, it goes up exponentially. So that is is twenty-five. That is a lot of people. So by this third level, by the 10th level, you've reached millions of people. And that is what we have to do. Talk to people. Go to people where they are. Just listen to people. Listen to what's hurting them. Show them how, what our progressive values do, how it actually makes a material difference in their lives, how it doesn't take away their freedom, how it doesn't do any of those things. Those are lies that they are taught to learn, to believe. We have to get there. Because otherwise, they win. They win. So uh, continuing, my folks Eric Hayes, welcome aboard E2247, welcome aboard Uh, Paul Fleming, welcome aboard Linda E Uh, Paul, uh, let's see Michael Rodney, Norman Reynolds uh, Thank you for being here Uh, Patreon, okay, yeah You guys know what that is all about Uh, Let's see Jessica Taylor, thank you for coming over From uh, Benjamin Uh, Let's see uh let's see who else is here in the chat. In the chat. Uh Tom C. I think I got you already, right, Tom? Uh, I'm, I'm scrolling up, scrolling up, scrolling. Nanette Bird Smith, welcome aboard. If I haven't called your name, just drop it underneath and I'll throw it in. Uh let's see who else is here. Uh May Wood, you're you're back, May. How you doing? Uh let's see. I'm still scrolling. My eyes kind of hurting me today. Remember, I'm tired. I worked out hard. I think I called Nanette Bird-Smith. Lee Grant, how you doing? My favorite conservative, or one of my favorite conservatives. I can't call you my favorite conservative, but you and I are going out for some coffee, brother. We're going going to get this stuff. Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard. Bruce, great supporter. Thank you so kindly, brother. Oh, I have great supporters in here. Jessica Taylor, I think I called you. Uh, Coming down, going up, going up, going up, going up. I missed a whole bunch. I I know that that thing that I just did there, because I think I missed some on Twitch. All right, so many issues beyond Floyd's murder are being addressed in the... Yeah, look, there's a lot of issues. The Floyd, the Floyd thing, I'm, I just haven't covered that. I think I, the things that I covered, I think I have, I have to cover. Anyhow, folks, thank you. So, Jessica, thank you for... I'll be back. Notifications are on. Thank you. Oh, yeah, folks, on YouTube, please remember to turn your notifications on. Thank you for being here, Jessica. Uh, and please share. Please tell other people about the show. Look, guys, I couldn't do this without you. I couldn't do this without you. Charlie Lindahl, hermano mio, como estas? I couldn't do this without you. So again, thank you for being here. Please again, go get my book. Uh, What's the name of my book again? Sometimes I even forget the name of my own book. It's worth it, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. You can get it at Amazon. Here it is at Amazon. But if you want to get it directly from me, where I'll give you a bumper sticker and i make about a dollar more in the book, go ahead and go to politicsonright.com store. Become a part of our posse by clicking join if you're on YouTube or just go ahead and go to politicsonright.com YouTube. Uh, Patreon, I'm going to put the Patreon in there one more time that you can support us with. And I'll also put it on PayPal I can't do this without you I can't do this without your support My name is Egberto Willis This is Politics Unright And you know how I end this baby I am What? Out! With our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. As well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us.
2: Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal—a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll
1: take two tomatoes and a
0: poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.